Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're coming to you live today. I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, and my my sister, Picnic, she's uh, running for office right now. She's coming to you from Ohio. And, and, and Sister Picnic, explain to the people you are, and tell them a little bit about yourself, and uh, then open us up with a word of prayer. Good morning, everybody. This is Reverend Pamela M. Pinkney Butts. I'm a political preacher. I'm running for the 11th District of Ohio, uh, House, United States House of Representatives, the congressional uh, seat uh, for that, that the Congresswoman Marsha Fudge left to become a part of President Joe Biden's cabinet over HUD. Um, I'm dealing with real issues and helping you all deal with these real issues also. Right now we have House Bill... 294 on the floor, uh, which is the voter suppression law, which you all are going through down there in Atlanta also. We have House Bill 70, which the government has taken over the schools after taking prayer out of the schools. Then we also have House Bill 22, which is giving the police the right to prosecute people for civil matters uh, who uh, they feel are interfering with what they do. Then we have House Bill 109, which is the violation of the United States Constitution, the right to protest. So um, I'm doing the work, and I've been reaching, great, uh, receiving great opposition from the interim people who have either been in position of senatorial and, and uh, representative capacities or are currently, and they're not telling the truth, but I'm here today to give you the truth, nothing but the whole truth, so help me God. All right, I look forward to talking to you. Thank you, Reverend. In the name of Jesus. And that's the name of our broadcast, The Whole Truth and Nothing But the Truth. Now go ahead and pray for us, my sister. In the name of Jesus, I come to you today. Because you said in your word, God, that we would know the truth and it would make us free. Not set us free. When we set something, that means that we position it, but we make it free. It would make us free. That means no matter where we're positioned, we will always be free. In the name of Jesus, you said in your word that your word would make us free also when we live through your word, through your spirit, and through your power. We ask right yeah. now for your anointing to fall afresh on each of us. In the name of yeah. Jesus, to set your yeah. people free. In the name of Jesus, I come to yeah. the spirit of Pharaoh and say, you must let our people go. In the name of Jesus, I come in today the in the name of Jesus. Jesus, and I come down, I come, I come against, we come against, Mass incarceration. We come against homelessness. We come yes. against all manner of sin, sickness, and dis-ease in the name of Jesus. We come against yes. domestic violence. We come against police violence. We come against drug addiction. We come against suicide. We come against homicide. We come against genocide. We come against everything that's not like you. In the name 
Jesus, because you said in your word that righteousness exalts a nation's sin is a reproach to any people. We come against the sin, the sickness, and this ease that made you displeased, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, and it is done. And your angels are dispatched right there because your angels are in position to guard us and guide us in truth. Your angels are in position to take us where we need to be and go before us to make sure no calamity befalls us. In the name of Jesus. And we pray right now that anyone who's in a situation that they need help, that they will feel comfortable, free, and safe to call into this broadcast so, so we can help them. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now. And it's already done because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. And it is so. Yes. Amen. Amen. And thank God. All right, y'all, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And once again, you know, we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. You know, this nation was founded on 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 biblical principles. Okay? You know, they 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 didn't they didn't realize what they were doing at the time, but it was the orchestration of the hands of God that brought this nation into being because the word of God say that that God controls the the leadership of the world. He controls the hearts and minds of the kings and and and, and no nation could be on the face of the earth without God's intervention. You know, he's the one that raised a nation. He's the one that brings a nation down. And, and we, being the children of the Most High God, were, were taken from our kingdom, were, were stricken from our land, was, was, was persecuted, was hung on crosses, were suffered all manners of death. And, 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 and now we find ourselves... Now we find ourselves, you know, living in this living in this day and age, uh, where we are where we are uh, in in the in the in the in twenty twenty one. And all the things that have taken all the things that have come to pass in twenty 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 in twenty twenty and in twenty twenty one are it's like we're walking literally on the pages of the Bible, like we're literally walking in Bible prophecy, and uh, and today, you know, I want to I want to share with you some of those things uh, that are going on. If you go in your in your Bible, go in the in the book of Leviticus, and you want to go to the uh, the twenty third chapter of the book of Leviticus, and and we're going to deal with 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 the days that God made. That the God, the days, the feast days that God set aside. Because guess what, the modern day church of today, and hear what I'm saying, uh, Sister Pignit, you know my sister. Hear, hear what, hear what I'm saying now. These are the feast days that the Lord God set in place. But how many of these actual feast days are we keeping in this Protestant, in this Catholic, in this? in this uh, uh, so-called apostolic church that we're, that we're witnessing today. When, when it comes to what I have to say about that, does this church line up, does this church we have today, does it line up with the Bible of yesterday? And, and I'm just going to read, I'm just going to read. Uh, Some people don't uh, believe that they still count because they believe that Jesus, took the place of the feast days, which is not true because Jesus came to fulfill the law, not destroy it. If, if, if that was the case, then why did he why did he keep the feast days? 
And why did why why was he why was he going to why was he going inside the temple on those days and why was he you know observing those feast days? All right. Because so, so some people also some people don't even believe in the apostolic doctrine of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers because they're doing their own thing nowadays. So I just wanted to give it throw an answer out there. That's why they allow homosexuality in the pulpit and all these other things that they're doing. So go ahead. No. I mean, that, but 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 if it's not in if it's not in the Word of God, then then you you can count on me not having anything to do with it. Uh, you know, even I walked away from from my from my church from my church denomination, which I was brought up. Y'all know what I brought up: Southern Baptist preacher, you know, in the in the in the Baptist church. And after 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 working for many years trying to uh, get them to conform to the word of God, finally you know finally I just said you know what you know what I'm gonna have to let y'all go the way y'all going. You love you say you love the Lord. If you say you love the Lord, then you're gonna walk in His commandments and you're gonna keep His commandments. All right, let let us uh, let us go to the book of Leviticus, the twenty uh, third chapter. And 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 I I just want to read the, the the first three verses and then uh and then 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 I'll let you read the the, the next one uh four five and six and uh, seven is that all right okay. with you? That, that's fine. That's okay. fine. Let me get to it. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can go ahead. Okay. And this, this is talking about the appointed feast. Okay. Do we even teach that in our churches today? Do we even teach about uh, you know the feast days. Okay, how can you say that Jesus Christ did away with the law and did away with all of that when He came to fulfill the law? When He came to fulfill the law, and and these feast days were set up to give us to for us to recognize the things that had happened in the past, so that we can so that we could recognize when God brought the children out of out of out of Egypt, when God when God delivered the people the commandments to Moses, you know. These days were set aside for a special reason, okay, and reason that we should not forget about because we are the children of the Most High God. These are rituals and customs that of our people. All right, let me go ahead and read. Uh, Leviticus 23. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocation. Even these are my feasts. Okay, this is the Lord God speaking. This is the Lord God speaking. I want you to realize who is speaking to you. This is the Lord God. This ain't no man speaking to you. This is the Lord God speaking to you. And that says in the third verse, six days shall, you, shall work be done. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. I can't get no plainer than that. But 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 Saturday is the day that we exact all of our pleasures on. Saturday is the day that we go to the club. Saturday is the day that we go out. And, and fornicate, that's Saturday the day that we want to go out to the park. We want to do everything except what, what, except what the word of God says. All right, I'm going to go on from that. Fourth verse. These are the feasts of the Lord. 
even a holy convocation, which shall which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. Go ahead, I'll let you read five. No, go ahead, because I'm, I'm I'm moving. So go ahead, keep going. I'll, I'll let you know when I can time in. I'm moving. I'm in Akron right now, and I'm moving around. Go ahead, because uh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm my internet's running real slow right now. Okay. And the verse says, in the fourteenth day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. We're talking about the Passover now, which is one of the things that we're supposed to be keeping. All right. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. And in the first day you shall have a holy convocation, and ye shall do no servile work therein. Keep on. And you know what? That's the whole thing right there. I heard what you said, uh, Reverend, when you were talking about, when you read the scripture about um, when you were saying that there, if people are engaging in these different pleasures uh, on, on a Sabbath, but more than that, uh-huh. they shouldn't be engaging them in the first place, let alone on the Sabbath. Um, right. And, and, and there's a compromise going on in the faith community. Because there's some money being exchanged, but God has good money. And Deuteronomy says that He gives us the ability to acquire wealth. Uh, what did you leave off? Because I, I did my my internet just came on. Uh, it's, I ended up in the seventh verse. Okay, which means completion. That means that whoever's listening, they have complete directions and complete instructions on what they God has called us to do. Verse eight, which is a new beginning. That means that whatever you haven't done, God is going to give us a new beginning to have a chance to get this right. Verse 8, uh, Leviticus uh, chapter 23, verse 8. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days. In the seventh day, in an holy convocation, ye shall do no servile work therein. Servile mm-hmm. work. Huh. And right. we, we can elaborate on that a little bit more, too what servile work is, because uh, the preacher never has a day off, because this is a calling and an election. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, verse 9, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come, uh-oh, when ye be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheep, of the first few unto your harvest unto the priest. Okay, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Where's everybody in church right now? Where's your money that you just got? Where's your blessings that you just got? Not only money, where's your that you have for God on the on the Sabbath when you bring in the first fruit? Where you? Glory to God. Okay, it seemed like a. Seem like I lost it right there. Let me make sure that we are, are still alive and that we're still going. Yeah, okay. I keep it. I, I got yeah. constant. I got constant interruption. The devil don't like the fact that I'm doing it. But anyway, he does. Our first fruit is what he wants, not our leftovers. God don't need no tips. 
He don't need a tip from us. Um, mm-hmm. He's tipping us. Huh. Anyways, speak unto the children. Oh, uh, okay. And the Lord spoke, spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come into the land, verse 10, which I mm-hmm. give unto you, and shall reap the harvest. That means you planted something already. You're getting something back right. from what you did. Right. Thereof, right. then you shall bring a sheath, a portion of the first fruit of your harvest unto the priest. Verse 11, unto the priest, not to the, not to the gambler casino, not to the lottery line, not to the liquor bars, not to, uh, uh, not to uh, the car wash, but to the priest. And ye and he or she at this time shall wave the sheep before the Lord. They're going up to God. We're going up to God for a blessing for you all because you brought what you're supposed to bring to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Wow, 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 uh, Reverend, brother, brother Gant. Well, well, wow, 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 wow. Let's let's go into the book of Acts, and, and we don't necessarily have, we ain't, we're not going to physically go there because we're pressed for time on the radio. Right, right, right. But you can say right. this in your own time. When 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 they when they called Stephen as the deacons of the church, the the, the work had got to be so much because what the mm-hmm. apostles did is they took up the collection. Give me what I'm saying, Church of a Living God. They took up the collection. They took up all of the donations, okay, and they dispersed them to the widows, to the fatherless, to the offerings. To they dispersed it to the poor. They dispersed that 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 offering to the people, so that the people of God had all things common. Now, what are we doing with the offering today? How is the church? How is the church of today lining up with the with the church of the apostles? I'll push it back to you. Okay. More than that, I had a bishop tell me that they don't help people with electric bills or their utilities because if they don't have them on, if they're off, it's their fault. Where's benevolence in the church? Because it says in verse 11, and he shall wave, or she, whoever it is, a male or female, uh-huh. shall wave the sheep for the Lord to be accepted for you. So you can't go to God any old kind of way. There's an order to go to God. And you go to God still through his preacher. Glory to God. Say that, say that again. Glory you go to God through his preacher. Because mm. God has people who speak and advocate on your behalf. And then we go to Jesus so Jesus can go to God on your behalf. So don't get it twisted. People who think they don't, you don't need an apostle. People who think you don't need a prophet. People who think you don't need an evangelist. People who think you don't need a pastor and a teacher, don't get that twisted because you are out of order. And on the next day, which is tomorrow, it says, after the Sabbath, the priest is going to wave it. That means it went in the atmosphere. That means it's impacted everybody's life. Verse 12, and ye shall offer that day when ye have, when ye wave the sheep and he lambs, Without blemish, that means ain't no mess in your of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. Elaborate, please, brother. Glory to God. 
and 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 to bring insight to what you were saying, uh, to bring insight to what you were saying earlier about okay, well we know we're not sacrificing any sheep, any lambs, any goats, but at that mm-hmm. time for the coming of Jesus Christ, you know the only way the only remission of sin it had that that mean that blood had to be shed. Shit, somebody had to die. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And that eternal life came to us through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So 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 we have to understand what is going on here and what we're supposed to be doing as the body of Christ. We we you know, when Christ came he died for all sin. And I want to explain to y'all this concept. When the, when the word of God said that Jesus Christ took upon himself the sins of all mankind, that means every sin that was committed in the past, from Abraham, from Isaac, from Jacob, every sin that was committed from Adam until this time, until, until this present day, Jesus Christ died for that sin. Let me tell them about the sacrifice right in there. Okay. The sacrifice. He died. He, Romans he, 11 he, and 1. Or 12 and 1. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't me, believe me, that the sacrifice is over because he says that to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is a reasonable service. That's a reasonable service. That's the least you can do. <laughs> That's the least you can do. Because he died Holy. for all sins, past sins. He died for the present sin, meaning every sin that's being committed right now in the present where we're living today, he is already paid for. And then he died for all future sin, meaning every sin that will ever be committed in the future, it has been covered. Okay, so now when God look at the world, you know, he, he doesn't see, he doesn't see our sins, he see, he only sees Jesus because Jesus is the perpetuation standing between us and God. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, and I, I want to go back to the sacrifice and the burnt offering because, see, now we have the Holy Ghost fire. No oh, yes. We don't we don't have the process uh, that they had that they tried to use to get a, a get clarity with God in that fashion but we have a different type of fire now just like in Acts uh, 2 and 38 and in the book of Acts when it talks about how they thought they were drunk with wine but Peter said no this is not the wine this is the Holy Ghost this is a new wine See, we got a, a, a new process we got a new thing that takes place because God had the judges he had the priests he had those prophets of old but he still has prophets today God has not change his mind, but in that in that in in, in Romans in in that uh, was it eleventh or twelfth chapter it says holy and acceptable. We gotta be holy, y'all. The world watch is watching us. We gotta be holy. We gotta strive for it. We gotta get to it as close as we can get, and there's no exception to the rule. Amen. Holy and in the Old Testament, we're reading from the Old Testament. It says also, "Be ye holy, for I am holy." Then in the New Testament, it reiterates it. I say, "Be holy, for it is written, for I am holy." Mm-hmm. 
Glory to God. You can't be holy and you're doing anything you want to do on the Sabbath. You can't be holy and you just bringing God what you want him to have. You can't be holy and, and, and going around the preacher. You can't be holy and you're not doing something for somebody else. You can't be holy because you're not even whole if you're doing that. Because we are one body, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, and we are to see about one another. You can't get what you get and hold on to it because it gets old after a while. A bird in the hand can't get out, and you can't receive anything. So in, in, in this uh, 12 verse, it says, and ye shall offer. I mean, you got to give up something. That day, when ye wave the sheep, when you wave something, something happens when you wave something. Things fall yeah, off, yeah. and things mm-hmm. come on when you wave something. When you're waving goodbye to someone who you love, you, 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 you're losing something, but you're gaining something, too, because you're getting to get ready to have new people come in your life. You're getting ready to have new things come in your life. You're getting ready to go into a new place. You're getting ready to go into a new position. You're waving them a blessing for them to get something in a better place where they're going, and, and you're waving for their safety, and you're waving for their prosperity, and you're waving for their blessings, and you're waving for their health, and you're waving when you wave, and it says a sheep. Amen. A sheep has a specific description, and the he lamb, the he lamb. It's paramount for our brothers, our men, our males, being a sacrifice to the system of things. It's mm. paramount. It specifically says a he lamb, not a, a she, you, E-W-E. It specifically mm-hmm. says a he lamb. It's time out. See, my sisters, I need y'all to know something. We can help our brothers, our fathers, our sons, our niece, our nephews. We can help help them when we take our part and do some things. Amen. Blood, high blood pressure, sugar diabetes, strokes, heart attacks. When we get along with one another, sisters, then that takes the load off our brothers. Mm-hmm. When we, we're not baby factories, but now that we to be fornicating, laying around, making babies and killing them through this abortion process because the law says it's okay. We're not supposed to be nasty and, cl- and, 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 and cussing and fighting and carrying on and fighting over a man. Me, me and God don't like that. Mm. A he lamb. A lamb. When we are in position where we're supposed to be, a man can do what he needs to do. The same as with us. When they're in position where they're supposed to be, we can do what we need to do and what we choose to do. But when we're fighting one another and we can't wave nothing in the atmosphere, the he lamb can't do his job. He can't do his work. He can't function. So in the scripture, they're talking about the he lamb, but I'm I'm bringing in the she, you, E-W-E, because... We have a role to play, y'all. And if this man, God, put this, God gave him this scripture for a reason today. Because we're dealing with voter suppression right now. We're right. dealing with people's laws, uh, rights being taken away for their voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can't get around the preacher for this. And, and when I spoke in the uh, debate in East Cleveland Library, it's called the Great Debate. The man said, we don't want no minister to run this country. We need a businessman. Don't you know a minister is a businessman because businessman or businesswoman? A preacher is the highest calling in the land. Mm. 
anytime you don't want to hear from the preacher, you got something about to happen in your life that you ain't going to like. Without the blemish. Without blemish. We can't live one way and preach another way. We can't live one way in a secret life because it's coming out without blemish. That does not mean that we don't have some things that we're challenged with in our lives, but we got to walk around here doting over it and bragging over it. We got something called the cussing preacher that's on the show on the radio because people think, oh, he just being keeping it real. No, that ain't real. That ain't really God. Mm. Isaiah had the, the the coals put on his tongue by the angel because he wanted to clean up his act. We can't go to God any kind of way. Can't live any kind of way. We can't do anything. We get ready to do, and we got a we we got the Holy Ghost. They talking about fire in the scripture. We got the Holy Ghost in us, y'all. And anybody who's listening doesn't know about this Holy Ghost fire, we'd be glad to tell you. Feel free to call in. We sure would let it. We had this discussion with you. Glory and he says a burnt offering. That means we got to give up some stuff that we've been comfortable in, that God ain't pleased with, or something that we giving up. We got to fast and we got to pray. Amen. That was verse twelve, uh, brother uh, Gant. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. You know, you know when we talk about when we talk about this nation and where this nation is heading. You know, I have to remind you all to get inside your Bible and to read Genesis, the 15th chapter, that 13th and that 14th verse, because at that time, God is speaking to Abram, and he's telling Abram, you know, know for a surety that your descendants, meaning your offspring, meaning your, your, your children's children, they are going to be taken to a strange land, a land which they mm-hmm. not theirs, a land that they mm-hmm. had didn't know anything about, and they're going to be held there captive. They're going to be mistreated there. They're going to be enslaved there for four hundred years. But God said, "But at the end of that four hundred years, I'm going to deliver my people, and I'm going to restore them." back to the nation of Israel, and they're going to know who they are, and they're going to know me as their God. And we are living in that in that time right now today. If we look at it, if we look at it in the physical light, you know, the first slave ships came to America, came to the coast of Virginia in 1619, okay? That means in 2019, that marked the end of that 400 years. And now what have we seen? We've seen the United States have its first black president. Now the United States have its first black vice president. We're seeing all of these changes. We have more women judges, black women judges that are in place. We, we are having more black politicians that are taking office, that are running the nation. And it, we are literally walking in Bible prophecy. Now, I'm going to kick it back to you, sister, so you can explain to them, you know, what we're dealing with now. When we're talking about voter suppression, that means that they're going against the Constitution. They're going against the laws of this land to try to reestablish their own, their own source of government. And that means that this government is not what is represented on paper. Okay. Hey, 
Okay, let me let me break some things down for some people that may not understand or may even want to confirm what I'm saying. Okay. Um, back, um, first of all, the scripture says that the letter is for death, but the spirit is for life. But until the letter and the spirit are one and the same, we're not going to have a perfect government. We're not going to have a, a perfect union. We're not going to have. Um, we're not going to have what we need because the Declaration of Independence says that that um, when the government becomes destructive to the people, we have the right and the responsibility to firm, firm, uh, perform, uh, produce another government. That's right. And they are, they're they're comfortable with this this process that they have. They're comfortable with mass incarceration. They're comfortable with homelessness. They're comfortable with people going to bed hungry. They're comfortable with that. And verse 12, where we stopped off, 12 represents government perfection and government completion according to the word of God. And God had stopped us there because what's really going on here is the 13 people who call themselves ruling the world, the 13 families that call themselves uh, ruling the world, they're getting, they're coming down now. They're getting exposed now. There's mm. a lot going on. And Amen. what people don't know, too, people are caught up on black and white when only black and white matters is on ink and paper. And now they even got different colors in paper than that. And ink, too. <laughs> and they want to get caught up on the first black president, the first woman president, the first this, the first that. But we're looking for some people that are doing some real first, the first fruit that the scripture is talking about. Some real people, that's what he's seeing about God's people and bringing people in who deny God to let them know the power and the authority of God. See, anytime mm-hmm. legislation is, is put in place because uh, one of the presidents uh, um, signed off on the New World Order, and he also put in legislation in the law in his health care plan, they call it the Obamacare, in that mm-hmm. plan that if people don't put chips in their bodies, that they're going to be denied health care. Mm-hmm. And he signed off on a law that God disagrees with, same-sex marriages. There's no such mm-hmm. thing as a same-sex marriage. And I'm going to lose a lot of people on this, but it's okay. I don't want to lose your soul. Amen. There's no such thing as a same-sex marriage, uh, international heterosexual clergy alliance. But I don't know who could get into it because even the preachers are, are engaging in, in sin now. Not just homosexuality. That's not the only one. Sexual perversion. Mm-hmm. The new vice president we had signed a law in California saying that pedophiles don't have to register as sex offenders. So what they're saying to us is that people can have sex with our children. Adults can have sex with our children. And there's no accountability because, what, some more human and sexual trafficking? But they're caught up on her being a woman, her being uh, some woman from somewhere, some not even uh, fully American woman. And they're not looking at how women would not be responsible as we should be for our children. Not we, because I'm not in that. But there's some women. You don't let anybody have sex with your children. Sex is for married people between a man and a woman. That's what, that's what God says. In 
that 400 years of captivity, one of the reasons it had to be 400 years is because they were rebellious, they were stiff-necked, mm-hmm. they complained, mm-hmm. they murmured, they bowed down the idols, they, they, they did everything against God. But I'm here today to tell somebody, until you start obeying God, you're going to stay in that position that you're in. So you start obeying God, you're going to stay in the place that you're in. God wants to deliver you. God wants to bring you out. God wants you whole and healthy. But if you're a preacher, a pastor, and you're leading God's people wrong, you got blood on your hands. What's happening yeah. today with the voter suppression? They're trying to see how can you get people to vote if they're incarcerated? How can you get people to vote if you don't have nowhere to go? In, in, our, in our house bill, 294, there's a clause in there for the police. Amen. So where's the police accountability? Mm-hmm. And, and I also and let, me do, it, let, me, let, me, let me give them a little bit of history on the police. I, you know, that was my major. I majored in criminal uh, I was in enforcement. I worked as a military policeman. Uh, I was assigned to counter drug operations, so I, I worked I worked in that field for many many years, and I will tell you that the police wasn't 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 uh, created to to uh, rule over the over the uh, over the population or, or to or to keep crime down. The police were were organized to hunt us down, to hunt down runaway slaves. That was that was the initial that that was the birthplace of the police force in America. Okay, I just wanted to slide that in there to let the people know that 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 you cannot separate this word of God, this 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 what what y'all call religion. You can't you know when they're talking about uh, we don't need no man or no woman of God to be in politics because we need we need we need good leadership in politics in politics. Well. That the best leadership in the world is going to come from a man or woman of God, because first of all, they subjugated themselves to the Word of God, and they and the Word of God commands us to subjugate ourselves to the laws of the land. So, so they they're not only keeping the Word of God, but they're also making sure they uphold the laws of this land. So that that is the best candidate for office. And matter of fact, if every one of our politicians were men and women of God, as, as like Thomas Jefferson and all of them claimed to be, who started this country, who mentioned God in all of their major documents for this country, then we would see that this country was founded on godly principles. All right, I'm going to kick it back to you, sister. I just wanted to throw okay, that in. And, uh, and, he, and he's exactly right. He's exactly right. In Isaiah, the ninth chapter, the sixth verse, he says, his name shall be called Counselor. His name is going to be called Wonderful. His name is going to be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And the government shall be on his shoulders. I'd like to know when and where the church became on the shoulders of the government. On his shoulders. On our shoulders. Go ahead, my sister. I heard. I heard. What you said because the the fear that has been imposed by the devil 
on the people of God. When I spoke in Columbus on April 22nd uh, in the Ohio House uh, of Representatives Committee hearing criminal justice and, and, and uh, criminal justice committee, mm-hmm. I, I heard some things, and, and I, um, I had to elaborate. They call police officers not peace officers, but I'd like to see the peace that they offer and uh. where the peace is. And I told them in this in my conversation that police officers, if in fact are peace officers, they're supposed to be God's angels on earth. God has angels. Folks don't believe that, but God has angels. And and his angels have charge over us. So we can guard and guide people and teach them truth. We 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 no one will know the truth if we don't live the truth. In this uh pericope, in this message, and you brought up those four hundred years and I think it's really, really important right now because uh another historical fact. George Washington was the first person to free slaves, not Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> fact. His wife Martha would not free the slaves that she had. Fact. Uh, People are not property. No one owns another person. Fact. Fact. The 13th Amendment did not free slaves or free people. The 13th Amendment gave gave the choice for certain people to be free, but not all. (laughs) Because in that 13th Amendment, it states that the uh, the allotment or the allowance for slavery is if you can catch someone in a crime. So who who but a Christian legislator would be the one to draft laws so that crimes are not considered as an option? Not just that, but the lawmakers have been the lawbreakers. Oh. These folks who are getting arrested now and going to prison, this is real business. These these are public officials. Going to prison, like I told them when I was filing my lawsuits in the federal court, um, since you want to build prisons, let that be your retirement home. Since you want to murder all these folks through the death penalty, you lose your mind or you black out behind the wheel of a car for one second, 30 seconds, 10 seconds. Would you want the death uh-huh. penalty? Suppose. Just suppose. You... The devil got a hold to your mind, and you did something that someone ended up dead. Would you want the death penalty? Would you want your children to have the death penalty? Would you want your sons, your daughters, your wives, your husbands to have the death penalty? Be not deceived in Gal- in um, it, it, be not deceived. God is not mine. Whatever we sow, we reap. As I said it before, and as I said, I am running for Congress for the 11th District of Ohio for the United States House of Representatives. Um, let's let's consider the uh, in Ecclesiastes the the last chapter of Ecclesiastes. It says, consider the whole matter. What do we really want for someone else that's gonna come back to us? What do we really want for another person that we have to give an account for? Because every night and every day that we go to bed and we wake up. We have to give an account for whose life that we touched and how we did it. 
and how mm. we went about it. Can the priest go to God and have our offering accepted? Can anyone say, I know they're a Christian, I know they're a preacher? Because the work shows. I, I, I look many times and I, and I wonder, because when Jesus had the two fish and the five loaves, it multiplied and it fed not only 5,000 men, but women and children that they don't even mention. When we put money in church, does it feed 5,000 men and, and women and children? Or can you reach the, the church when you're in need? Are you going to church? Are you <laughs> congregating and fellowshipping with the believers for God to multiply in our lives? What are we really doing today? Because we may think that God is not keeping record, but he said that our name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. That would be for eternity. Where are we going with this? Are we going to hell or the lake of fire? Or are we going to be a part of the new heaven and the new earth where uh, there will be those in heaven and there's going to be those on earth? And where are we going to be? Where are we positioning our souls, not just our physical, our spiritual souls, but where are we positioning the souls of our feet? Where are we going every day? When we go home or wherever we we lay our heads at nighttime, where have we been? What have we done throughout the the day that God gives us an account, that, that God would be pleased? Where are we that he will accept anything that we say to him? We don't want God to close his ears on us. We don't want God to close his eyes on us. We don't want God to to close his mouth on us. We don't want God to withdraw his hand from us and have to put his uh, put his hand on us and put us in a place where he needs our attention. We don't want God to turn his back on us. We don't want God to close his ears on us where he don't want to hear nothing we have to say. But if we don't get this right, y'all, we need to trust. Mm. God is allowing this. Like I told him the other day, the pandemic is not the COVID. Pandemic is the compromise. I, 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 some people say that it's too early to take off masks, but all that money they spent on masks, well, they could have spent that money on getting a child, a, ba- a, a baby some diapers. They could have spent that money on getting a child a pen, a pencil, a computer, a book, something that's beneficial. They could have spent that money to get a senior citizen a walker, a wheelchair. They could have spent that money on healing of people that need their infirmities healed. They could have spent that money on getting somebody a place to live. They could have gotten a pipe for plumbing in someone's home. They could have put a roof on somebody's home. They could take that money that they're putting in producing and manufacturing guns and weapons of warfare to give people a place to live. Because mm. we got to give account for our souls, y'all the soles of our feet, because the word says that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the preparation of it, prepared, prepared, free in advance, prepared. And in Leviticus 23, God is talking to Moses, and the Lord spoke fake, that means past Mm -hmm. tense, and also present tense and future tense, not spoke, but fake. There's mm-hmm. three tenses in that, past, present, and future tense when it spake. Spake unto Moses, saying, 
he's giving instruction. He's giving he's giving preeminence on what is taking place, what shall take place, what has taken place, and what is a possibility of taking place. What's mm-hmm. possible for us today, you all? What's promised today for us, you all? What is position today for us, you all? What is purpose for us today? Brother Gant, what is it? What do that we really walk, want? That we walk in the covenant of God. God has made a covenant with us, but a covenant, that's an agreement. That means yes. that God's saying that he's going to do A and B and C. But we are agreeing that we're going to do D, E, and F. Okay, that that we're gonna that he's gonna if he's gonna be our God, we're choosing to be his people. That means that we have to line ourselves up with the word of God. And and the challenge that God gave me back in nineteen eighty six was to line my church up with the word of God. And I took I took that as a strange commandment. What, Lord? I mean, you know, I'm 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 a Baptist preacher. I grew up in the Baptist church, and, you know, and I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and that changed everything. When I began to speak in another tongue, when I began to, 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 to walk in the revelation of the Holy Spirit, I began to see that everything we were doing, 90% of the things we were doing in our traditional church was not found in the Bible, was not according to the covenant of God. But these were the covenants of man. These were covenants that were made by the Catholic Church that was forced on the world from the Roman government, where the Roman government, they worshipped on the first day of the week, which was this, which was what we would call Sunday today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas the children of Israel, they worshipped on the Sabbath day. So, so, mm-hmm. so when the Catholic Church took over, they changed all of that. They changed uh-huh. all of those things to, to meet their own criteria of the Roman government. And when we look at America today, America is an offshoot of the Roman government. And everything that they are doing, is, is you can find it, you can find it right there in the history books. Okay? When they're talking about they don't want a man or woman of God to be in charge of the government why? Because if we are in charge of the government, we're going to line up our decisions, our thoughts, our efforts are going to be in line with the word of God. And the word of God is completely contrary to the laws of this world. Which people got to realize that while y'all saying y'all don't want a man or woman of God to be in politics, then who are you leaving in politics? You're leaving the devil's servants in politics. I'm going to kick it back to you on that. And on top of which, um, you said some good stuff. I was thinking about mm-hmm. Romans because Romans got some good stuff too. Because one of my scriptural references is um, do we make void the law through faith? God forbid, no. Romans 3 and 31. We establish the law. Amen. Believers are the ones that be established in the law. Not, you know, it's kind of like you have children, and you give your children away to raise them. But God used you for nine months to carry your baby. Mm-hmm. God used you for nine months 
to help uh, the woman with her craving. And then you give all that up to somebody else. And you don't even live to see the success and the victory and the, and the, and the blessings that you got from that life that you brought into this world. God used you to bring into this world. On verse 4 it says, these are the feasts of the Lord. God, God hungers and thirsts. God is fed off of our, of our obedience. Mm-hmm. And when he, God is full from our obedience, then we receive the blessings from his being full. Mm-hmm. And God can never get filled up because God is a spirit. Those who worship him worship him in spirit and in truth. And we don't want to have any type of program. We don't want to have anything that helps other people nowadays. The Bible says people become wise in their own conceit and wise in their own eyes. Mm-hmm. And we, we got we got, we got to stop this, y'all. We got to stop this. Nobody yeah. wants to help anybody with anything. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to work with each other. And, and, and I have a, really a hard time with women. I have a very difficult time with women. I have a challenge with women. Don't Women refuse to work with me. And that's a problem for me because I'm a woman and I love my I love other females, not just sisters, but my elder mm-hmm. mothers, my daughters, my nieces, my nephews, all the mm-hmm. sisters. Um, and they don't want to work with me because I'm either too light skinned, I'm not as heavy as some of them are, I'm not as, as short or tall as some of them are. I'm not as full-figured as some of them are. I'm not, don't come from a dysfunctional setting. Excuse me, I come from a silver spoon uh, platform. My my parents, I have two parents that married 64 years this year, July 17th, with no domestic violence, no drugs, no alcohol, none of that dysfunctional thing, jealousy, Mm -hmm. and women Mm -hmm. don't want to work with me. It seems like if I have that, that's why you would work with me so I can help you. And, and, and these are the feasts of the Lord. See, Jesus wasn't poor. Paul wasn't poor. Peter wasn't poor. The writers in the, in the book of Leviticus, those weren't poor folks. Those were people who had something who went to lead the people into a place of blessing and prosperity, a place of hope and a place of deliverance. God used, see, God used what you have to get what you need and what you want. Well, well, let me ask a question. Okay, why do you think it's so important with 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 the with the Oprah Winfrey types of today? And I'm not just talking about her. I'm just using the name. Okay, when we're talking about the leadership, okay, that are that are perverting to to being involved in the sex trafficking, being involved in getting these children to perform sexual acts with adults, all of these things that are happening today, you know, why do you think, why do you think that is so prevalent in this time today when they, when they, they definitely don't want to hear, they definitely don't want to hear the word of God, but they want to, they want to try to blame this on everything. You know, they want to blame it on the economy. They want to blame it on this. They want to blame it on that. 
But basically, we're talking about the LGBT community. We're talking about them having their ability to uh, to exercise their sexual preferences. What they do behind closed doors, they want us to accept that in the public. Now, now the next thing, well, I told them back in 2007, I told them, I said, the next thing they're going to want to try to do, and which I led more protests. I'm going to tell you, all of you can hear me playing. I led more protests and more and more campaigns during the Obama administration than I did any other president that have served during the time that I was an official uh, running the SCLC Stop the Violence and Incarceration campaign because, because everything that they did was contrary to the word of God. Everything well, that they I, did I, was contrary I, to I the know, word because, of God. First of all, like I told him yesterday, money is superseded morality around here. Everybody wants mm. a name for themselves, and nobody wants the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you, and since you mentioned Oprah Winfrey, when I was homeless, as, re- as a result of reporting domestic violence and some other abuses in my life and my children being abused, I wrote a book called Prodigal Protocol. It's in the United States Court. People can look it up if they want to. It's also in Oprah Winfrey's library. Oprah Winfrey used the ideas from my book for her, radio, for her television shows and left me homeless and destitute in the street. Never looked mm. for me. Never had anybody else help me look for me. And actually came to Ohio knowing I was still alive and never one time reached out to me as a sister because I'm not in her clique. But what mm. kind of clique do we need? I reported abuse. And women covered it up. Kathy Hughes, another one, the owner of Radio 1, covered it up because of competition. See, you can't compete with God. Okay, and you can't down. compete with the one. You can't, right, yeah, I heard. You can't compete with the people of God. Mm-hmm. Because anytime you cover up babies being <laughs> raped and women being raped and all this abuse and stuff, I don't care how much money you get, your money's going to run out as well as the time. Go ahead, uh, Apostle. Go ahead, um, okay. Reverend Gant. Okay, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And we just, we're just talking to you by the wayside today. feeling to you right now that, look, time is short, and it's time for you to make a decision to come to God. And what I'm asking every pastor in the country to do is to line your church up with the Word of God. And once you line your church up with the Word of God, you're going to see the power of God. All right, my sister, we only have a few seconds left, so I'm going to ask you to give your closing statement and go ahead and pray us out. Hi, I'm Reverend Pamela M. Pinkney Butts, uh, candidate for the 11th District of Ohio uh, for the United States House of Representatives for our United States Congress. Please vote for me, please support me, and please help me to make America what it is meant to be. And I ask other preachers to come in and join with me and help me to get people help. In the name of Jesus, 216, my phone number is 216-548-0820. God bless you. And in the name of Jesus, we have spoken the truth, nothing but the whole truth. Bless us and cover us. Deliver all of your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And we're signing out with nothing but the whole truth. Peace and blessings.